Hey, I'm Allison Hare, and welcome to Culture Changers, the podcast that brings you unconventional wisdom by uncommon people. Together, we are shattering old paradigms to reshape our world and inviting you to make your own mark. Did you know that there are just about 1.2 million podcasts out there, but only about 50% of them are considered active, meaning they've released an episode within the past 90 days. And this is based on the latest podcast industry specifics from mypodcastreviews.com. So why is that? And listen, I know it can feel overwhelming. You're probably thinking, man, is the market oversaturated? Will my podcast even make a dent? And there's probably a little imposter syndrome creeping in thinking, who am I to throw my hat in the ring? And I totally get it. We have all been there. But I actually feel like these statistics are kind of encouraging for a few reasons. And a lot of people throw podcasts out there without giving a few areas some much needed consideration. So my hope is that you're going to listen to this podcast, you're going to take notes, and you're going to not make these mistakes because I promise you, those mistakes are why there are so many shows in the podcast graveyard, but not yours. This is your passion, your voice, your message, your stories, your vision. You're going to make it great. So if this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad you have found me. Now it's my job to keep you here. And my promise to you is that I'm going to deliver valuable content every single week, stories that will shift your perspective, culture changers that will draw you in and inspire you, and guidance from experts that will help you level up in your own life, and above all, stir you into your own action. And if you're returning to the show, welcome back. I'm thrilled to keep this conversation going with you. So I have a big favor to ask of you. If you find that you have learned anything from this show or you know someone that is thinking about starting a podcast. Can you share this episode with them? Like right now, I'll wait. And I I would be thrilled if you subscribe to the show on your favorite platform. Leave a rating, write a review. Those reviews mean so much to me because they help me understand what's resonating with you, what's important to you, and it helps me shape future shows. And lastly, if you're interested in staying connected with me more than once a week, please go to allisonhair.com and sign up for my blog, Sticky Notes. I offer quick, thought-provoking guidance and always end each note with something fun. Okay, let's get to the mistakes you are not going to make because I've got to. Okay, number one, unrealistic expectations. I want to be really clear on this one. Podcasting in general is not a business. It is a platform you can build your business on. So if you decide to start a podcast hoping to make Rogan dollars out of the gates, that's not what this is about. Shows like the Joe Rogan Experience, This American Life, and NPR shows are heavily produced with a much larger staff and a much larger budget than a new podcaster would typically have access to. That doesn't mean you can't put together a thrilling, compelling show that resonates and spreads like wildfire. 
In fact, the intimacy of podcasts and your personal voice are what help you build your loyal and engaged audience. But the key here is that building your audience takes time. And what you really want is an audience that cares about what you are sharing. So if you have 45 people downloading your show and listening to you week after week, subscribing to your show, sharing it, that's a home run. If you had 45 people showing up in your living room week after week to listen to what you have to say, you'd be thrilled. So try not to focus on the big numbers. Try not to get too crazy over the analytics, even though they're there, even though they're easy for that. You want an engaged audience that gets you. So we're going to talk a lot about, about what that looks like today. Focus on the best show that you can put out and the numbers will come. And by the way, the numbers are somewhat arbitrary. There are podcasters out there that have way less than a thousand downloads per episode, but they have an engaged and interactive audience that listen, they share, they come back. If they have products to sell, they're buying them. It is way better to have a small, engaged, loyal audience than a large, passive audience that doesn't stick around. Which brings me to one of my favorite mistakes to avoid. And this is, I love this one. This is number two, going wide and not narrow. This happens a lot. I've worked with a lot of new podcasters that really toil with their concept. They want their topic to include everyone. They don't want anyone to be left out. But here's the deal. It sounds counterintuitive, but it's 1000% true. You want to go super narrow. The more niche down, the better. So I saw on a Reddit thread of a new podcaster that was frustrated that he wasn't getting much traction. He had a great podcast name and his concept was really unique. It was three construction guys that weren't into the stereotypical hunting and fishing activities like their peers. They were really into gaming. And they were concerned that they were there were too many gaming podcasts out there, and they would just get lost in the mix. But imagine if you were those guys and found a meetup or a network of construction guys or people that worked in a similar industry that were into gaming, you'd be ecstatic because you would know that you are not alone. So my advice is to be the podcast they wish they had. Seth Godin calls it the minimum viable audience, the smallest amount of people that could sustain your business or podcast. You could be a speed knitter or really into a British game show and make a podcast about it. And even though you might think it's a little quirky, that's what people want. They want your quirks. So what is your weird? There are statistics out there that say that for every unusual passion, There are 1 million people in the world that have that same combination. So operate in that space. That's your genius. That is what is going to draw people to you. So you always want to think about your own quirks because that is what makes you beloved. And that's what draws people to you. And that is who you connect. And those are the people that grow your show. They really become your marketing team. And that brings me to number three, spending too much money on your gear. This is such great news. Podcasting is low tech, low cost, and high impact. But let's talk about the cost for a minute. 
You do not need expensive equipment. In fact, you can run a podcast for exactly $0. You can use your iPhone, your earbuds, and free hosting options. The caveat is that you may compromise sound or content as some of the free hosting platforms have limits to how often you publish, the length of your shows. But if you want incredible sound, the best mics, I kid you not, the very best clear sounding mics are $100. That I would absolutely invest in. My favorite, favorite mic, and I've tried a ton to make sure I recommend the best and most affordable option is the Shure SM58 XLR microphone. I am using it right now. It's used commonly as a mic for stand-up comedians, believe it or not, it's portable, it sounds clear and robust, and it outpunches its weight class any day. And if you want my full recommendations on equipment and recording software, you can download it for free at allisonhair.com forward slash equipment. Also, you don't need a fancy recording studio. Most of your favorite podcasters and a lot of big-time podcasters record in their closet. I promise you that. So I wouldn't stress too much over the money part. There's so many ways to do it affordably and have an incredibly sounded sounding show that resonates. And this, so I, I know I talked about the audio and not spending a lot of money, which is 100% true, but this is one of the other things that I am so, 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 uh, such a stickler on. And one of the, the biggest mistakes that new podcasters make is accepting bad audio. Okay, I know this has happened to you. You see a podcast title that has such an interesting premise. They have cool artwork, you read the description, and it looks right up your alley. You're excited about it. You press play and it sounds like two people talking in a giant empty house with two tin cans and a string. You're straining to hear it. You're a little disappointing, disappointed because it feels like you're eavesdropping because the sound sounds really compressed or tinny or it just sounds janky. And, uh, and that can be frustrating. And so you try for a minute, but you just jump ship. And if they aren't going to take the time to have great audio quality, you ain't got time to listen. Hey, this is your show. It's your voice, your message. If you're going to invest in one thing, it's a good mic. And like I said, great ones will run you about $100. This is half the battle, my friends. Tim Ferriss, one of the most downloaded podcasts, uh, the Tim Ferriss podcast is one of the top downloaded podcast of all time. And his audio sounds like you are in the same room as a friend with zero distractions. His show sounds clear as a bell. And he records with the $100 mic I use, the Shure SM58 and the Zoom H6 portable recorder. And that's it. Super bare bones. Everything easily fits in a backpack and is highly effective. And my ask of you, Make your audio great. You can adjust the levels in your editing software or even use a free post-editing service like Auphonic and make sure this is important to you. Most of the time, there are minor adjustments you can make on the front end, like having your mouth be no more than one inch from your microphone, so you don't have to do too much on the back end. This is key. So very often, bad at audio has everything to do with people not playing around with their equipment enough to make sure that the sound is good 
and they just assume that it's going to be fine. But it is really important, especially if you're putting so much time and energy, it's something you're passionate about, to have people turned off by the sound. So have great audio. And now as we're thinking about who your audience is and how do you um, how do you build a podcast, it brings me to my number five mistake, not having a goal for the podcast or even each episode. So if you're thinking about the 50% of podcasters that go to the podcast graveyard, I would bet that they probably had an idea, turned on the mics and just started recording. And without a clear direction of the show, it's easy to lose consistency or focus. Here's the truth. Podcasting is fun. It's easy. But having a successful podcast that resonates is one that requires thinking through your ideal listeners' needs and what you hope they walk away with. Maybe it's to laugh. Maybe it's like mine, where my goal is for my listener to leave with a new way to look at things and a way to take action in their own lives. Typically, podcasts fall into three categories, to educate, to inspire, or to entertain. And the best ones do all three. Choose where you want to fall and build your shows around what you want to leave for your ideal audience listeners. Having a clear vision for this will help drive all your marketing and branding because you are talking directly to your listener. And that's how you build a connection and an authentic relationship to your listener and that is when your listeners share your show and your audience grows. So I always recommend when you're thinking about your ideal listener, it's a very worthwhile exercise to write down specifically who your audience is. And I would narrow it down to one person. Give that person a name. Give them a car they drive. Or you know maybe they don't have a car, whatever it is. Give it so specific things that they like, things that they watch. That is how you build your marketing. That is how you build the goal for the podcast because you're speaking directly to that person. And all of the rest falls into it when that is very clear. So number six, number six mistake. This happens a lot too. I think that this is one of the a common mistake that new podca podcasters make is that they start and launch with only one episode. And this is one of my favorite hacks. And so I'm glad that I did this. Always make sure you have at least three to five episodes ready to go before you launch your first episode. This is the key to owning your schedule and not freaking out if you go on vacation or something comes up. I mean, it's life. It's 2020, if you're listening to this in 2020, which means every day life is thrown at you uh, that you were not expecting and stuff comes up. So I always recommend batch recording your episodes. This helps with time management. What that might look like is you take one day to record four episodes a month. You can dedicate it another designated day and time to editing and producing your shows. Either way, make sure you always have a bunch of episodes in the tank. Podcasting turns into a drag if you're freaking out every week trying to find content or guests uh, or ideas to put out. So it's always a great idea to map out your content in advance and even plan your season ahead of time. Again, even though the podcast is most likely starting out as a fun hobby, my best advice is to treat it as if it was a profession. It is a commitment you're putting out to your listeners, whether you have an audience or not. But if you treat it professionally, you will win. 
And that brings me to my next mistake that uh, that new podcasters make is uh, number seven, no consistency. Okay, so whatever frequency you choose, stick to it. And so I often hear people saying, oh, I'm, I don't know what I can commit to. So whether it's daily, weekly, biweekly, or monthly, the winning combination is great audio, great quality content, and showing up consistently is what develops trust and loyalty in your listeners. If you aren't sure if you can commit to something, commit to a season. Adam Grant, who is a famous, well-respected Ivy League organizational psychologist and has a podcast called Work Life, he releases 10 episodes the entire year, and that's it. And that's completely fine. In the lyrics to the song, Spirit of Radio, from my very favorite band, Rush, it says, begin the day with a friendly voice, a companion unobtrusive. I think of that as the intimacy and relationships that you build as a podcast host. It's quite a gift. So make sure you honor it by showing up when you say you will. And when you're thinking about consistency and the frequency, you want to think about uh, the type of show that you have. So if it is topical, uh, a lot of news podcasts can be every single day. Uh, you can do it less if you want to, but usually short clips, uh, depending on what it is, can dictate the length of time. I would say the average, um, the average episode across the board of all podcasts usually runs about an hour. Some run way, way longer. And again, your if it is a comedic podcast, if it is a chat cast, I would say that anywhere from twenty five to fifty minutes are probably where the sweet spot is there. Uh, is there? But there's no right or wrong with it. I just recommend that whatever you choose, whether it is a frequency of weekly, biweekly, monthly, daily, whatever it is, stick to it and stick to the the length of time in the shows and keep that consistent to it. It helps people gain trust. They know what to expect with it and they know how much time to allocate. Uh, to your show each time and look forward to it. So that's always a fun thing too. And then number eight, no call to action. New podcasters do this all the time. And this is such an easy one to add that a lot of folks miss. So you are not going to do that because now you know. But here is the real deal. You want to engage your audience. The majority of listeners are passive. For instance, I talk all the time about one of my very favorite podcasts, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. It is hilarious. I learned so much. It's so thought-provoking. Dax Shepard is just hilarious. And I share episodes constantly to my friends and on the socials because I'm always so moved by, by them. I learn so much but I'm not entirely sure I've ever left a review, even though he totally deserves it. You want to remind your listeners on every episode to subscribe, to rate, to leave a review and share the episodes. And not just to mention it, but walk them through how to do it and why leaving a review matters to you and to them. And why it matters and is because that's how people find you. So if you have a, a bunch of ratings and uh, people describe how it affected them, that really helps people search all the time. They look in the directories, they're looking for new podcasts, they discover uh, a show and they you know, have kind of gotten to the end of that show and want to look for new ones. And so you want them to find yours. And so having the ratings 
really, really helps too. And so explaining that, explaining that it helps you shape future shows, that makes a big difference. That That is what people understand. They're like, oh, okay, I got that. I'm going to do that. And then walk them on how to do it. Go to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of my show, leave a five-star review. And if you would, just take a moment to write a quick review, screenshot it on social media, tag me and... I will be so thankful. I'll repost it. You can do a giveaway. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, But it is really, really important to get people to act because that is when you start really building a community and a relationship with your audience. And so if you have a product or service to offer, use active language like enroll now or get yours now or give that and give them a way to move forward. Always link everything in the show notes and mention that as well. You want your audience to be as engaged as possible. So giving them a way to connect with you, whether it's through your socials, list them on the show or in the show notes, subscribing to your blog or another favorite way I suggest to my new podcasters in my Press Play Podcast online course program is to get a free text line through Google Voice and ask your listeners to contact you, make suggestions, answer questions, etc. I think for a, a time I used to end each show or, or invite people to leave tongue twisters on my Google text line and I would read it on the show because I love doing tongue twisters. I think they're so fun. So it's a really fun and interactive way to engage with your audience. It is a one-way medium, but it doesn't have to be. So the more you can make it two-way makes a huge impact for you. Give them a reason to let their voice be heard on your show, but be specific and ask every time. And so number nine, this is the final one, not promoting your show. I know this sounds totally obvious, but just because you have a show doesn't mean that the podcast farriers are going to automatically tap everyone on the shoulders and let them know they need to listen. There are some pretty common ways to promote your episodes that you could probably assume. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, TikTok. And there are several social media planning apps that make it easier to broadcast it out like Later or Planoly. If you've got a blog or other platform, cross-promote it, publish regularly, and share the news. So I am always thrilled when people listen to my show and comment on my post or text me about it. I am so grateful. It means so much to me. But the real way you know that your show is resonating is when your listeners are sharing it with their network. Invite your listeners to share it and give them a reason why. And on a recent episode of mine, the topic was on pregnancy and childbirth. So I offered the listeners to think about who they know that is pregnant or trying to get pregnant uh, and send it their way. And another very effective and out-of-the-box way to build an audience is to promote your value, value, not just your podcast, but your value in related Facebook groups or Reddit threads. So you aren't blasting about your episodes because that just ends up turning people off. It's noise and it is spammy. But And that's the last thing you want. But you are authentically engaging with where your ideal audience hangs out. If you have a show about parenting and motherhood, join the Facebook groups that are related to that. Thoughtfully answer questions, build relationships, and pay close attention to what kinds of questions people are posting. 
In fact, you can storyboard your entire podcast calendar using topics that people are posting about because that is tapping into your market. You're reverse engineering what your audience wants. And if you want to create compelling graphics to help tie your brand together. You can easily do that in Canva, which is a free app and the templates are already done for you and editable to suit your show. So it's super easy. Um, But there are so many ways to promote your show and this is just scratching the surface. And here is a real secret. The best way to promote your show is to speak directly to your target audience. Going narrow, not wide, speaking their language. Once you gain their trust and build a genuine relationship with your audience, I promise they will become your marketing force. And that is your sweet spot. Now, I hope you have learned so much in this episode. And if you're going, if you're looking for more specific guidance, ideas, and just want to ensure that you get all the steps right and have some support along the way, I invite you to join me at allisonhair.com forward slash press play and sign up for the wait list for press play podcasts. I should be opening registration soon and I'm planning to begin the next cohort in September. Press Play Podcast is a six-week collaborative, interactive, step-by-step podcast course. But the best part is the community. Because it's so interactive, we all help build each other's ideas out. So even though it's your show, you've got full support and guidance. And steps are clearly laid out for you in the Kajabi teaching model, so you will have access to the course for life. But most importantly, you have the podcast of your dreams at the end and get to build a community and connections around sharing the ideas that have been swirling around in your head for too long. Let's get them out into the world. Again, go to allisonhair.com forward slash press play. And if you want more podcasting tips, irresistible and moving stories from the brightest culture changers and quick tips to stir you into action to make your own mark, Sign up for the Sticky Notes blog at allisonhair.com and let's stay connected. Thanks again for listening and I will see you next week.